In Southeast Agnet's Ag and Review, for the week ending November the 11th, the annual National Association of Farm Broadcasters held their annual meeting this week in Kansas City, Missouri, and one of the main topics at this year's event was how will agriculture fare with the new administration taking over in January. Chief Economist of the American Farm Bureau Federation, Dr. Bob Young, spoke on a panel about what happens now that the election is over. We've now got the uh, one-party control of uh, the White House, of the Senate, of, uh, of the uh, Congress, or the House. Uh, and so one would think that, it, that uh, we ought to be able to talk about being able to get some stuff done. Uh, having said that, I think there's a fair amount of stuff that can be done administratively, I think, as Rogers talked about. Uh, you know, there are just a lot of regulatory issues that are in the pipeline at this stage of the game that you would hope that we could... Uh, you know, kind of come back and by administrative action within the first few months of the new administration, you know, kind of get some common sense reestablished in how these uh, regulations are uh, are drafted, are implemented, etc. Uh, and one would hope that we can, as I say, just kind of get a little common sense to the way that uh, a fair number of these issues uh, are dealt with. I will say that uh, we did have a, a direct call from uh, uh, now President-elect Trump with our board. Uh, which I do think kind of indicates the willingness that uh, that he had to try to engage with the with the farming community uh, and to talk about things that uh, are important to agriculture as we roll forward. He's talked about trying to appoint a, a farmer friendly administrator of EPA, for example. Uh, you know, I think what's really going to be critical as uh, as we roll forward through the next two or three years or so, as we start talking about the new farm bill. Um, you know, I, I, I would remind us all, as we all know, that uh, farm bills are written in Congress. Uh, and we've had varying degrees of involvement out of administrations in the past as, uh, as farm bills have come together. He has indicated a willingness that, uh, and a desire, for that matter, for uh, his administration to be very involved in the development of the next farm bill. Uh, but again, I do think we all recognize that this does get down to what happens in Congress. Agnet Media had a chance to talk with Andy Levine, CEO of the American Seed Trade Association, about their thoughts on working with the new administration. With a new administration, obviously a, a massive changeover within the Department of Agriculture, within EPA, all the political positions, come in with a different philosophy with respect to business and how it's regulated and, and so our industry we should see some some positive things come out of it and some of the issues that we've been working on uh, hopefully will will get garner a, a more friendly ear to make sure that they're uh, favorable to American agriculture. While attending the annual National Association of Farm Broadcasters Convention going on this week in Kansas City, Missouri, Levine talked about what they're hoping for when it comes to seed breeding. Well, when we look at plant breeding, we look at that evolution that has been just ongoing for generations after generations. How we improve seed, we now know more about seed, how it operates and what makes the plants do what they do, and where their beneficial characteristics and so with new techniques, we're able to improve on that, make the process more efficient. We want to make sure the administration looks at this from a positive standpoint and looks at it from a, stand, a standpoint that will enable innovation within the industry and not restrict it to just a few companies because it's so highly regulated. And so that's really where we're going as we move forward. We've got to do it domestically and internationally. We've got to be able to have a consistent rules uh, on the international arena as well. Levine knows it will be important to educate those involved with the new administration. There's several hundred new positions, political positions, that will come into the, the new Trump administration that will have to learn about the seed industry. Many people don't have a good grasp on what the seed industry is and our breadth 
when they think of seed, oftentimes they think of just you know specific row crops, but they don't think of conservation acres or environmental seed or uh, even vegetable seed. So we've got a good opportunity to educate a lot of the new people coming in in the importance of seed. Everyone has to plant to eat. Well, in other news, peanut harvest is getting closer to wrapping up, but as Tyron Spearman reports, deliveries are still being made. USDA's Ag Statistics Service have updated their November crop estimates. We're now sure that the peanut crop will be 3,121,600 tons. So far, only 75% of that number has been delivered. According to the Georgia Federal State Inspection Service, Georgia's only delivered 1,217,000 tons. That's 82% of their crop estimate. Alabama's at 333,965. That's 96% of their crop estimate. Florida is way behind, 65%, 184,488 tons. But a lot of the tons that were produced in Florida went across the line into Georgia and Alabama and probably in their mix. But overall, 2.3 million tons delivered. That is 75% nationwide of the peanuts delivered so far. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast Agnet. Beings, this is Veterans Day weekend. Kathy Isom tells us about a first-of-its-kind program for veterans looking for careers in farming. Veterans looking to transition into agriculture careers are undergoing a special mission in New York State called FarmOps. We realize that veterans represent a really amazing population of individuals who have a tremendous skill set that is very translatable to careers in agriculture. A new Rangarahan of Cornell University Extension says the program allows veterans to gain on-the-job work experience at pilot farm sites during a prolonged period and use their military housing allowance under the GI Bill to support their on-the-job training. Funding in farm ops comes in part from the USDA's Beginning Farmers and Ranchers program. In addition, there's an intense one-week training course for veterans interested in ag careers called Arm to Farm. The end goal for many participants of both programs is to own and operate their own farms. I'm Kathy Isom, Southeast Agnet. And to wrap up this week's podcast, Everett Griner talks about cotton and this year's harvest. Well, cotton picking has begun, but pickings will be kind of slim in some places this year, mostly lack of rainfall across the southeast. But farmers didn't plant as much this year. The smaller acreage is because low prices. And this very well could change by next year. The reason is... China is expected to dramatically increase their cotton imports, which have not been too strong recently. China is one of the world's biggest users of cotton, but they had built huge reserves over the last few years, plus the fact that their own crops had been better than average. Well, this year's crop in China was some 2 million acres less than in recent years. Now, with textile markets showing strength, it's only reasonable to expect a rise in imports. All this has impact on our cotton production in this country. So it looks good for cotton farmers. And that's Ag Review for today. Everett Grinder, Southeast Agnet. Those reports and more from this past week can be found on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.